This call is You are recorded. Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We got a lot to get to here today. Um and it it's weird. I get in a way it's kind of maybe Victory Tuesday and it's okay. We're going to get into that. Um as you know the Cincinnati Bengals just reopened essentially the floodgates on the regular season here and the possibilities of where it can go for the Cleveland Browns. We are going to get with all that more from the OBR, Mr. Stephen Thomas at Browns Mock Draft. But before we get to that, your Wednesday episode of Locked on Browns is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Uh, look, guys, uh, this weekend, we got Friday, we got Saturday, we got Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night. Nice long weekend of football. Um, just stoked for a little bit of a break, relaxation, recharge the batteries and have nothing but football on the screen. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football, watching. Like I said, um, an absolute gift last night from the folks in Southern Ohio. Um, I don't know what got into that team last night. Um, but look, Pittsburgh, and we'll get to this you know, with Steve here. This is a team that, and look, I think everybody agreed the 11 and 0 didn't really mean anything. But now, where this team is at with the last three losses, we'll see. But the opportunity, the Browns are not dead as far as becoming AFC North champions. I think the Browns might not even be dead as far as possibly ending up the number two seed. Uh, that's like crazy, but this is kind of where we're at with all of this right now. Two weeks to play. Everybody arguing on the, what, what, what do you need? Just win games. You have the Jets this Sunday and what looks like a very beatable Pittsburgh Steelers two weeks from now where maybe some retribution would be paid. But Stephen Thomas, I think we all, and we all kind of had the same tweets. It was like, oh, 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 Bengals, all right. I think we all kind of figured we were going to be able to pack it in a little early last night. Call it a night. Get some sleep. Here you go, White honey. Here's the remote. Put on what you want. Oh, shit, we got a ball game. And the tweet started with, the, okay, Cincinnati, don't tease us. Cincinnati, what are you doing? Oh, my God. What's going on? <laughs> and, and the more it went on and looking at Pittsburgh, and the only thing I could honestly think watching the Pittsburgh offense was, well, Benny Snell, there was a draft win. He looks pretty good. But the rest of these guys stink. But, Stephen, the doors, it's, you know, the possibilities there. The door is wide the hell open here now. Um, Pittsburgh's got a battle with the Colts on Sunday. Obviously, the Browns have to handle business with the Jets. We're not going to take this weeks at a time. We're going to take it week by week. But it, it could make for a really, really fun week 17. We'll see how it comes, you know, when the chips are done after week 16. But, wow, I mean, you know, for a Tuesday, uh, you know, walking almost as high as we all were on Victory Monday. It was um, – my wife at one point actually said to me when uh, – uh, when uh, what's his name uh, uh, ran in that last uh, touchdown for Cincinnati, she said, "Giovanni Bernard." She said, "I have never heard you yell this loud for a non-Browns game. Like I almost leaped off my couch. <laughs> as, as much leaping as my back will allow me to do, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I don't think anybody. I had to go in and edit the playoff rooting list article that comes out every that I write every Tuesday on the ABR because I had written it yesterday afternoon." just assuming that they were going to lose and, and the division was over. I, I was like, I, I, I contacted Barry McBride and I was like, okay, I got to, you need to hold off on the publishing. I, I need to go change some things because I wrote the entire Colts Steelers preview based on them winning last night. So yeah, I, 
And, and I think you're right. I think we all knew that it wasn't an 11 and 0 football team. But what's weird about it is they weren't like a, a four and seven team that had gotten lucky seven times. They were eight and three, you know, maybe nine and two, something like that, and had caught a few breaks. They were still a really good football team heading into that uh, week 12. But the last three weeks, they, and it's a combination of many things. It's the injuries and, and, you know, some other things factored in there that, that are out of their control. But they just have looked, like you said, just rotten. I mean, just not very good in any phase of the game with the exception of their defensive backfield. Minka's trying to hold it together back there with duct tape and popsicle sticks by himself. That Him and T.J. Watt are, are really the only guys you can count on uh, at this point. So, like you said, I, if you had told me six weeks ago, heading into week 16, the door for the division – would be wide open. I, I would have thought you were insane. I would never have believed you. I, I, we all thought they had a shot at a wild card, you know, yeah, but they were what three games behind, I think four at one point, maybe I, it was ridiculous to even consider this, but now not only is it open, but you look at the matchups, like you just, like you said, on paper, they're dogs at home against the Colts. The Colts are on a roll. The Browns have, and, and like you said, nothing is a gimme. And I don't think this team will, overlooked them. I think they have bought into Stefanski's want to know every week mantra as much as you possibly can. Um, I don't, I think they'll go in and handle their business. And then if they flex it out, I normally, they don't have a Sunday night game on the last week of the season, but they they might do it for this one because that could be, the ratings could be absolutely through the roof. Uh, um, I'm, I'm about as fired up as I've been as a Browns fan since I was in my twenties and that's a long freaking time ago. So yeah, it's an exciting time. It's a, it's a great day to be a Browns fan. It's an exciting day to be a Browns fan. Um, it would be great if the Raiders could uh, take care of some business for us on Saturday night. So then we know going into Sunday that all we have to do is win and we're at least in the playoffs. And then we can, then we can argue about seating and home games and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. But like you said, ultimately it comes down to ju- just handle your own business and if you handle it twice, you're in the playoffs regardless. Yes, and the Raiders, look, uh, guys, you kind of owe us one. So if you want to help us out in that respect, that'd be fantastic. So Sunday can just be about, you know, look, the meal will be established. Anything from there in the regular season will be dessert. Look, you just want a ticket to the dance at this point. Exactly. As far as this franchise has been behind. Um, and like you said, you know, after the Raven loss, it was like, all right, it was cute. We were kind of flirting with the possibility of maybe contending for the AFC North. Um, and that was out the window. And then going into last night, if anybody tried to brought it up, you would have been like, look, whatever you got in that bag of yours, break me off a little something. I'll, I'll sample it when I get home. <laughs> um, and then Cincinnati just absolutely pulls a rabbit out of their hat and good for them. Um, and, you know, I, I'm dealing with something similar here, you know, with, with Jet fans. And, uh, I mean, look, yeah, I mean, it was catastrophic. But on, on some point, you want to see your team win. And, you, you know, you got a guy, Mackay Becton, who's going to be the future of that franchise. And, and you want this guy. Look, we've seen it firsthand, Steve. You know, I mean, these guys are miserable. They don't want to go out in town. I remember talking to Joel Batonio about this. He's like, you know, like you get spotted, at, you know, in like, you know, Target with your wife. And like people are like basically giving you the finger. Like this is no life for a professional athlete. The money's great. But, I mean, you're embarrassed to go out in the city that you represent you know, for 17 weeks a season. Um, So, you know, whatever with the Jets, it is what it is. But who even knows? Jacksonville, and I'll tell you right now, if I was Jacksonville and I was telling John Costco last night, I would go with the red bow U offense from the water boy. 
set, hut, take a knee. Set, hut, take a knee. And, and I don't care if you got to do it two games straight and it's embarrassing. Don't don't cover up their screw-up by screwing this up yourselves. Or, you know what, take the two of them, let them play Friday night before the playoffs start, and say, here, now really try. Whoever wins, you get Trevor Lawrence, and we'll figure out the rest of it from here. But as we continue you know, to go through here, look, it's – the, and it's been a while since you've been on, Steve. This last few weeks and time here, and we're not going to get into, and if anybody's wondering why, you know, my social media presence is less during the day, it seems worse now when this team sucked ass. I mean, you guys are literally trying to you know, either turn a diamond into a pebble or you're trying to turn a, a diamond into the greatest diamond that ever existed. Just relax. Enjoy it. And we're not going to get into this where it went today on social media, but Steve and seeing number six and the way he's been playing. Mm. And for about three and a half years now, we have continuously said, you know, Miles Garrett's the best football player on this team. Miles Garrett's the best football player. Da, 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 da. That's not the case right now. This kid, the way he is playing and putting this offense on his back and look, everybody's working with him. I don't want to make it sound like it's a solo effort, but this is what true franchise quarterbacks who go play games in January year in year out do. Exactly. Uh, and I think the last two weeks have shown two separate massive leaps, not only for him, but for the team as a whole. Um, uh, last Monday uh, against uh, uh, the Ravens, he led the charge to keep getting up off the mat because the, the game plan for the Ravens and the Steelers, too, the both of the AFC North bullies for the last 20 years, they come into Cleveland, they punch the Browns in the mouth two or three times early. And the team lays down and quits. That's what they're used to. They come in here and they think it's just going to be an easy win every year. Well, they came in and they punched hard. We scored the opening touchdown, but then they hit us in the mouth a bunch. And any Browns team from the last 20 years would have laid down. Not only did this team not lay down, they fought back. They hit back like Ivan Drago. I mean, they, he, they fired every bullet in the chamber. Uh, it came up just a little bit short in a great game, but the fact that they did not back down, you could see it on the Ravens' faces during that fourth quarter surge. If there was a close-up of a Ravens player, they had this look on their face like, what the hell? This is not the Cleveland Browns. Who are these guys? And that was a tremendous leap forward and part of the culture that we've been talking about with Stefanski, the change. This week, this one against the Giants, and, and I wrote an article about this. Yeah, it was kind of dull. It was kind of boring, but it was workmanlike. It was business-like they came out they said all right you know what we don't have this is not a, a defense we're gonna you know throw for 550 yards and an 80 yard touchdown against we're gonna have to grind it out we're gonna have to take six yards at a time this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do it well we're gonna do it over and over and over and they had two 95 yard drives for crying out loud in one game they did what they had to do when they you know to use a baseball term they didn't really have their fastball uh, they did what they had to do. And that's another leap forward because in for so many years, they had to play at their absolute best to even hope to win against anybody, you know, let alone a team, you know, it's the, the NFC East, but still a division leading team at the time. So I, and Baker, like you said, has been at the forefront of all of it. He was so calm and, uh, and collected in that pocket against the Giants. He did not look... I mean, normally from Baker, you're used to seeing him running around the field, windmilling his arms, yelling and screaming. And, and that's great. I'm not saying he shouldn't do that, but he didn't do any of that Sunday. He was just like, all right, 
this is the job today. I'm going to do this. I'm focused. This guy's open. You get the ball. That guy's open. You get the ball. Touchdown. Okay, let's go wait for the defense to get us the ball back and go do it again. It was very businesslike, which was amazing to watch. And I think, like you said, shows his growth over the past, what, six weeks, eight weeks, however long it's been that he's been on this tear. And if he can continue to do that into late December and into January, then he can join like you said, the group of quarterbacks that makes plays over and over when it counts and earn the franchise quarterback contract that a lot of people are starting to say he now deserves. Uh, no doubt about it. And, you know, for anybody, look, if you want to describe Sunday night as boring, well, guess what? Box it up. I'll take a dozen. I exactly. mean, I, I don't <laughs> care. I, it, this isn't college football. This isn't about style points. This is about uh, based on 60 minutes. Did you win? Uh, you know, th there's no voting. There's no, you know, points system as to who you played. Did you beat them by enough? Did you not right. beat them by enough? You were penalizing your three points because you were missing guys from COVID. Oh, you had more people. No, it's not the way this works. It's winning the game. And look, you know, the, the Patriots, yeah, they used to whip the living daylights out of a couple teams a year. But most of it was slow, methodical. Boring, and exactly. going to win the game and, and get the hell on out of here. Because, you know, and with Bill Belichick, with that, we're on to the Giants. We're on to the Patriots, whatever. You know, that is the way this works. We're going to get to more here with Steve. Um, just want to talk about maybe uh, more of the maturation of the passing game uh, as far as, you know, the offensive line and these, everybody just stepping up because it's certainly reminiscent of Baker's rookie year in 2018. So stick around. More coming here on your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns. The improved Bill Bar is even deliciouser. Not my words, theirs, folks. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they are easy to chew. Bill Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-fiber, uh, high-protein, high-fiber. I'm sorry, low, low calories, and they are great with your keto diet plan if you are on it. The flavor profile of the coconut almond, 18 grams protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Are we ready for some football? College football, we are in the bowl season. The playoffs are established. Some big matchups coming in the coming weeks. NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture slowly getting clearer. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, all caps, no space, for your 50% welcome bonus like i said guys friday saturday sunday monday just the nfl a lot of football you're going to be around you're going to be ready to go maybe want to lay a little scratch down whether it's the nfl game of the week tennessee green bay looks like a good one jets browns there could be a lot of interesting prop bets in that one check all that out and of course start to get your bets in and ready for the college football playoffs don't sit on the sidelines anymore Get into the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. 
Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at, at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code LOCKDOWN. When you sign up for your bonus, get your bonus, Bet Online. Steve, similar to 2018, uh, like some of the names are, same, are the same. David Njoku after a lost 2019 season. Rashard Higgins after a 2019 lost season. Then you add in Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant um, with existing players like Jarvis Landry. Um, you're starting to see these rookies step up. And I have a feeling we're going to talk about this first rookie class for uh, this franchise for years to come from Andrew Berry, from Paul DePodesta, as it seems every time one of these guys gets the opportunity, they don't disappoint. They go in, they get things done. And obviously we're talking about Nick Harris with his first opportunity to get his feet wet this week. And of course, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who seems to be growing more and more into it, you know, enough with the special teams crap. Don't worry about return. You got a receiver here. Let's worry about developing him there. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun to watch this offense, um, especially over the last month or so, because, you know, I mean, if you if you haven't seen that they've been just absolutely blasting through the league, you haven't been paying attention. But it's it's interesting because if you look back, I, I know you and I had these conversations. We weren't the only ones, but we had conversations back in the summer about Stefanski's system and how the lack of an offseason was going to be a hindrance because it's a tough system to learn. It's not something you come out week one blasting on all cylinders. It's going to take four five, six weeks. And it looked like they were starting to, to really click. And then they hit what is now apparently monsoon season on Lake Erie uh, and had those three <laughs> ridiculous wind games. And I, I had, we had conversations and I had some with Jake Burns too. Uh, during those games, I was like, the numbers aren't great. They're not really, but it looks like on film, they're starting to put it together. They're just handcuffed by 30 mile an hour winds. There's only so much you can do uh, in that kind of stuff. And I would love to see them continue to do this on the other side when they get in some good weather games. And boy, have we been rewarded for that. It seems like uh, we, we've talked about Baker and his confidence in, in the system, but the offensive line seems to be reaching that same level of they know what they're doing. They know where they're going. They're moving as a unit, which is just huge, but especially in this uh, system and uh, you know, the, the new building blocks that they put, the three new guys have all, exceeded expectations now you mentioned Nick Harris getting a start this week you hate to root for a guy to not be in the lineup uh, especially a guy like Quinn and Williams who seems like just a super kid but if he could be out this week that would sure be nice because uh, <laughs> you know your your first start going up against a guy like Quinn Williams playing at the level he's been playing for the past month I'd, I'd rather not see that in a game that we have to win um, but yeah, everybody seems to be because they know their role. It reminds me of something that Dennis Rodman used to say and Tristan Thompson said for, uh, for the Cavs when they were making finals uh, four years in a row, be great in your role. And it seems like more and more of these guys are embracing that concept and just doing exactly what they're supposed to do and saying, I'm going to do my job, count on me, I'll count on you. And that's the kind of thing you need to click this well as an offense at this level at the NFL. And this also, you know, kind of makes me think about what you were saying earlier about, you know, talking about and singing the praise of the coach Stefanski and the one and all mantra. His mantra right now could be shave your head on Monday, wear pink all week 
<laughs> and these guys are going to believe it because you want, no, they have not experienced this type of success. Right. If this is what we're going to do. Sure. I'm in because this is what you do. Um, and you'll always in love. You respect the streak. You respect the fact that you're playing well. Um, and if this is what's asked in hell, if it works, hey, if you're crazy enough to believe it in the back of your mind, you take the ball and essentially, you know, you run with it. The defensive side of the ball, um, getting Denzel Ward back, that just shows you the importance of a player like that because mm. it, it, it takes the responsibility and the burden off of a lot of other things for players. Okay. Oh, Denzel's on the outside. Okay. Now nah, he doesn't need help. <laughs> he doesn't need help back. We're okay right. there. My biggest concern here a little bit, though, and this is nothing that any of us really can have an answer for. Um, it, it just seems, you know, and with Miles, you know, uh, you know, basically complaining about it after the game, the issues he's having. And look, this is a whole new world. This isn't high ankle sprain. Uh, this isn't, you know, any other type of thing we've seen football right. players ever come back from before. So it does put the thought in the back of your head is, you know, how much percentage wise of Miles Garrett are we getting? I mean, he looks healthy. Obviously, you know, a little bit of the thing with the, you know, the elbow against the Ravens. It didn't hinder him. He practiced all week. That's certainly somewhat of a slight concern here because, you know, if he can find a way to slip Ronnie Harrison in here, whether it's week 17 or hopefully the playoffs, it gives you three players who seem to be performing really, really well. But you got to hope and pray you're going to get Miles back on that level that we've, you know, become accustomed to having him on. Yeah, and I just I don't know if this year that's realistic. I none of us knows. You know, I mean, there's so much about this disease or this virus that we still don't fully understand. And and you know, if it can have a long term effect on a guy like Miles, who is in, you know, on a scale of one to ten as far as being in shape, if you and I are fives, he's a seven hundred and twelve. And so, if it can affect a guy like that, giving us the fives level, was generous, to be honest. I, I was trying to be nice. You know, it's the Christmas season. <laughs> it's Christmas. Um, yeah, Christmas week. <laughs> <laughs> Before the eggnog, maybe. I'm a five. Um, but <laughs> the point is, if it's hindering a guy at that peak physical condition and, and young, and yeah, I mean, you've seen his workout <laughs> videos. Everybody has. I don't know if him getting back to the miles that we know this season is realistic. I don't know. I mean, I hope so because he's a game wrecker. We all know that. And uh, – even 75% of miles is good enough to help us win a few games. But um, as far as the defense overall, I mean, we knew it was going to be, there was a, there was far more question marks than answers at the beginning of the season before all of the injuries. Now you're talking about week in and week out, give or take half of your expected starters aren't in there. And then two or three of their backups aren't in it. I mean, we've got backups of backups that are out there and they're given everything they have. I'm not knocking those guys. The next man up brigade has given us, Everything they have to give and more, but there's a reason they're the next man up. I mean, right? It's there, there's a reason most of these guys aren't the first man up. That's that's why they are the next man up. And so when you get into these critical games and then move into the playoffs where there are very few weak spots across the line from you, those things become apparent. So I, I think this year, as far as the defense is concerned, if they can do what they did against the Giants on any kind of regular basis, stand up in the red zone, force field goals, uh, maybe get back to forcing a, a turnover or two, which they haven't done in a while, the offense is clicking enough that they might be able to, to pull out a win uh, in January and get to that second round. And anything beyond that would be an absolute miracle gravy for this year. Next year is when we're really going to start pounding people. But for this year, I think we all just need to, like you said, back way back at the beginning, enjoy the moment, 
enjoy the wins, whether they win the division, get in as a wild card, even if they lose the first game. It'll suck in the moment. I'm not saying, you know, be happy with the loss. I'm just saying once you get a little distance and look at the season, go, damn, that was fun. This was a great first step, and I enjoyed every second of that season. Yeah, and then you're going to get to the point where you're looking around, and it's not like, you know, it's like, oh, we could use some pieces, but it's not like it's, like, unattainable. Right. Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Carl Lawson last night played for the Bengals. Well, Olivier Vernon maybe moves out. There you go. Disciplined player who does his right thing. That's a perfect kind of pairing with Miles. It doesn't seem like that'd be too difficult. You've got draft capital. Uh, you know, you're going to get players like Andrew Billings back in this fold. Uh, I mean, look, to, to just, again, play the playoff game is great. Show up, play well, sure, fantastic. Um, you know, get kicked in the nuts. Yeah, nobody's going to be happy. We're all going to feel like we got kicked in the nuts. But you know, for what this team has gone through, and one thing, and, you know, I remember talking with some people, you know, uh, you know, whether it was Sage Rosenfeld, who had been part of Minnesota Vikings for a couple of stints, and Kevin Stefanski was literally going up the chain within that coaching staff. And what he said, and he talked about it, he's like, this is going to be difficult because it's not something you're going to learn on Zoom. You need to learn it on grass. Mm-hmm. It needs to be pointed out, and you need to learn the intri- intricacies of – Yes, you you ran the right route, but it needed to be at eight yards, not six. And until you have everybody out on the field and guys are crisscrossing, and I know some people saw the other day in an Eagles game where the two wide receivers actually tapped hands as they were running crossers, and everybody, well, that's what it's taught. That's to make sure your spacing is correct. Right. You're not too close to each other. You're not going to jam into each other. You're not going to drag your defender into your, you know, your, your teammate who's running the route the other way. There's so many things you have to learn. But, I mean, yes, the maturation of this franchise, it, it, it went to the express lane. It went to the express lane a couple of weeks mm. ago. Um, however, it ends in 2020. We'll see. And then you're going to come back loaded for Boer in 2021. And you're going to see, you know, Pittsburgh <laughs> with Ben on a $41 million option. <laughs> no, and for, on the hook for 41 Good luck with all that is what I would have to say to that. <laughs> and Baltimore is just – you know, they have the, – no, see, the problem with Ben is I just don't see any way this, his body holds up for 16 games anymore. The age he's at, he can't move. He can't he, – he, he literally cannot move. I don't even think he can jog, for God's sakes. And you're trying this dink-dunk thing and then try to th- throw one deep. But, you know, he's an older – Steve, Steve gets it. I get it. Uh, you know, like Sunday, like, you know, you get those activities with your wife. Can we do this, this, and this, and this? Okay, you have five things listed. If we get past chore number two, we're going to call this a moral victory because we're going to play within our limitations and understand what we got in the tank. Um, so Pittsburgh is, you know, great as the run was, I just don't see where it's going. I do. One uh, more thing. Okay, the one thing, just one quick thing as far as, as we've been talking about Baker and you're talking about Ben, and, and he's in the twilight. He knows that. Everybody knows he's in the twilight, whether it's this year, next year, whatever. Um, the one thing about Ben and Pittsburgh, as far as week 17, if it's a showdown or if, you know, some people are saying we might get them in the playoffs, which might happen. Yeah, they don't have their their uh, their fastball anymore, but they've been there. They've done it. They know how to win in January. As annoying as it is as a Browns fan, Pittsburgh wins in January and they've win with Ben Roethlisberger. And like you said, it's something you got to learn on grass. That's another thing you got to learn on grass is that January football is a different animal. It's like going to the NBA playoffs, the first round, the second round. The deeper you get, 
it becomes a totally different football game. Yeah, you're still doing the same things, but mentally the room for error is smaller and smaller and smaller. He's done it. We haven't. So that will be a curious. I'm not saying that we couldn't go in there and beat him. I'm just saying it's something to keep an eye on because uh, championship pedigree, playoff experience, however you want to phrase it, it is a thing. And they have it. Most of our guys don't to this point. Just something to note. No doubt. No doubt. And I did uh, remark a little bit that you know Monday night and the one thing you were going to take away from that Raven game was it had a playoff atmosphere to it. Yes. As far as the scoring and, the, you know, playing for, you know, everybody knew there was going to be more, you know, life to their season, uh, but nobody showed it that night. Uh, you know, everybody went basically, you know, to the apron trying to get everything they had that night. We're going to get to a little bit more here. Lockdown Browns, Jeff Lloyd, joined by the OBRs, Stephen Thomas. As you guys know, I've been trying to make a concerted effort to, uh, you know, work with, you know, small businesses within, you know, the Ohio area and certainly obviously, you know, Browns related, apparel related. Uh, you guys know how much I love Zabo Apparel and Beleza and Style. Uh, Brian Zabo and his family, uh, you know, dear to me, great conversations with him. Uh, still time. If you got time, sneak on over to the store in Vermilion, pick up some gear. Um, Beleza and Style. Jen is a fantastic young lady. She does a great job with it. Um, you know, a lot uh, dedicated to women, which not everybody always does. Um, so you're looking for something, anyone, you know, so looking for something uh, for that special Browns fan in your life. Beleza in style, ZaboApparel.com. Uh, Check them all out. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, great folks put out great products. And I, for one, have zero <clears throat> issue promoting class people like that. See, the most amazing part is, we're already here to week 16. Uh, you know, obviously it goes hand in hand with Christmas. And I remember me and you talking, whether it was July or August, like how the hell is this all going to happen? So just to have a 2020 season was thankful enough. It, re it really was because, look, we all needed it. Mm. You know, everybody needed something. And this is where football is different from every other sport. It, you know, whether it's Victory Monday or it's the pain of a loss on a Monday. And then it's, you know, you slowly get over as the week goes on. And then I don't care who those SOBs are that we're playing on Sunday. We're coming for Boar. And for where this team, and I think this is the reason, and this is what aggravates me so much, seeing everybody criticize, belittle, try to put it down and during the worst of times. And for me now, three-plus years since the 2017, I jumped on and covered an 0-16 season. We were in the worst of times as a country right now and but yet we have a cleveland browns team that once almost like friday hits nobody mentions the dreaded c-o-v-i-d until like monday again that's how much everyone is excited that's how much everyone is anticipating this next match this next game and seeing what baker and the offense and, you know, what weird guy is going to step up on defense this week, a la Carl Joseph on Sunday Night Football? It's it, – that's where I – because it, it kills me that the times we're in that I don't think people are truly appreciating this season as much as they should be. Yeah, it's been um, – and, and you hate to say, you know, uh, you don't think look about – I mean, Steve, Steve, you sat down and started writing this year. Your, your first career – was basically the plug is pulled. Who knows when it's going to return? Right. And 
maybe you should have started writing it years and years ago, possibly. But I mean, you know, here it is, and you know, you know, I'll, I'll cover mock drafts and da 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 da. We'll see if uh, you know the Browns are winning. So I don't know how much draft coverage we need you to put out week in week out. It's not like the years ago where it was. All right, week three, the Browns got their ass kicked. All right, who are the top ten possibilities we'd like on this team? Exactly. If you had me on December 22nd, the past three years, we were already, uh, you know, 15 deep into, uh, you know, who our top guys on day one were and, and six different trade possibilities and and all that kind of stuff. So this has just been uh, fantastic. And I, and I would like to uh, say that the first year I start covering them for the OBR is when they're, they're going to go to the playoffs. I, I want to take full credit for the team's success in that regard. It, it's obviously me. Um I don't care how it happens. I will gladly give it to you by all means. But like Credit it's like you said, as a as a Browns fan, and you know, obviously, I've been around this team, uh, this franchise, my whole life. Uh, I remember Madden saying something on television. This is eighty three, eighty four. So this is a long, long time ago. And I'm paraphrasing, but he said there are maybe one or two other cities where the NFL franchise means as much to their community as the Browns do to Cleveland. It's a Browns town. It always has been. Um, and this this city and the great people that live within it, a lot of their mood is based on what these young men do 16 Sundays every year throughout the whole year. We live and die with this team. And you hear it from this team. That's another thing, talking about this. You're Baker and these guys going, man, I, you know, you hear about the Browns fans. And now that I'm here, these people are great. They're, and they're, they're a little crazy, you know, and, <laughs> and which is a good thing in a good way. So it, you hate to say that it takes your mind off of, you know, all, all the awful things that are going on because you never want to, you don't want to stop thinking about it and stop focusing on it until we're on the other side of it, until it's fixed. And, and people aren't dying anymore, but the distraction just for a few hours every Sunday uh, has been, as you said, immeasurable. You, you, you cannot measure how much it has meant to all of us to just be able to relax and feel somewhat normal for a few hours every Sunday, Saturday, Monday night, you know, when there's a game one. Even Thursday night football is, is, is as much as we bitched about it in years past. Boy, is it a welcome sight every Thursday. Um, and so, like you said, I, it's, it's frustrating that there's so much arguing going on, especially today. If you can't be happy as a Browns fan today, after what the bang, the gift, the Bengals gave to us the other night, then it's because you simply don't want to be happy. This is probably the best day. Certainly the best day to as a Browns fan since you started covering them. I mean, it's, it's the most fun we've had in, I, I don't know how long and regardless of how the next two games turn out. If they lose them both and fall out of the playoffs, it still will have been a fun season and a good season and a step forward overall when we look at the arc five years from now. So enjoy the moment, man. Uh, don't let these people on social media, like you said, get you down because it's, there's no point in it. The only thing that matters is what they do this coming Sunday against the Jets at MetLife Stadium. And I... It's a trap game. We're going to hear about it for five games. Or, you know, you can't take them for granted, can, but you, I think they're going to You can win. call this a trap game. The Jets suck. Mm. They are terrible. They caught the Rams, whether it was a hangover, the team Snapping. breakfast was bad. They cannot duplicate what they did last week. Um, and look, if Quinn and Williams, and you know, it's terrible to say, but if he was to the point where he was throwing up on his walk to go to the tunnel right. because of his concussion, you're not coming back 
you're not coming back a week later and playing that game. Uh, go in there, um, realize, I mean, it, it, what was one thing we're nervous about? You know, oh, oh you know, well, the, the Browns really aren't good with the run. Okay. You know, I love Frank Gore, you know, Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Um, but there ain't much difference between, you know, the rubber coming off the rim on Ben Roethlisberger as there is with Frank Gore, especially late in December. Uh, go in there and give a C effort. Even, I mean, whatever you, whatever the effort you want to give that Sunday night was versus the Giants, you can take it down a letter grade and it'll still get it done. And the thing is, is the staff and the dedication they have in understanding to this point what they have and what they don't have. And this is where I still like to talk about Joe Woods because he doesn't have, I mean, trust me, Joe Woods is like the kid who ain't got no Christmas presents right now, but he ain't, <laughs> he ain't bitching about it. He's showing up and yes, mom, I'll help you with this. And yes, I'll help set the table and I'll take Ed in this coat and I'll put it on the bed. They're getting it done. And it looks like it's going to be getting done for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. There's only so much you can scheme around. And, you know, if you're going to be missing Ronnie Harrison and have a, you know, 50% Miles Garrett for two back-to-back games, this would be the two games to do it. And again, there are no gimmies in the NFL. There's no, uh, you know, Eastern, Southern, North, Bejesus Techs in the NFL. There's no FCS in the NFL. You can't, you got to show up with your big boy pants every single week, as we just saw twice in this past weekend. And I do not believe, like we were saying before, that Kevin's going to let them do that. They have bought into their focus. That's why we didn't see a ton of celebrating on social media last night after the Bengals lost. We didn't see a ton of uh, gloating. I mean, a few things here and there, but basically they're all just like, okay, cool, awesome, thanks. Now we're going to go win this week. And that's what you got to love about it. Yep, smart, concise, and just the way they handle their business. And it's... You'll hear about it happening to other franchises, and you see it through other franchises. But when you can actually, you know, basically put the glasses over your own eyes and you're seeing it through your own eyes, it's just, it's been amazing to see. Um, we're going to get more this week. We will have your crossover recorded. Um, we'll figure out the rest of the week. Um, you know, Pete and I have been going later in the week than normal with the pregame show. It just seems to be the way to give you guys the most accurate information, obviously, with injuries. Of course, with COVID and everything that's going on, you know, with the craziness of this year. So we'll get you that. You know, I have no problem working, as you guys know. So, I mean, you know, it's been a six-episode week the last couple of weeks. If I can find a way to matriculate, matriculate it, I will. Um, Look, it's Christmas. My family will be happy with their gifts. And I can kind of just go exit stage left and they'll never miss me. So it's trust me. It's okay on that part. Um, Everybody have a great, happy and safe holiday season. We're going to continue to go to work here, but I want to make sure I continue to tell you guys this. Enjoy it. Enjoy every second of this. It's It's been a great run. He is Stephen Thomas, part of the incredible group over at the OBR. Um, and I, I talk about these guys and their work, but I also talk about them. friends. These are guys that I talk with daily. A great group. They put together fantastic content. God knows they all have the patience to sit down there and pound it out. Keys ain't my thing. Talking is my thing. But the guys over at the OBR, fantastic job. Steven obviously uh, is you know been like a big brother you know since this began in 2017. I love our conversations. I love talking ball. I love these stupid text messages that have nothing to do with anything. I love the <laughs> fact that I broke every driving law there is. 
on the Garden State Parkway here in New Jersey to get home here this evening in time to be able to accommodate Steve's schedule and my schedule because um, that's how excited we're all we all are for the product that's going on right now and to actually do sit down and you know, put our content out. So make sure you're following at Browns Mock Draft. Steve's time will come as far as you know the draft stuff, and he's still putting that out there. But you know, let's give it a couple of weeks into January, minimum, minimum at least before we you know let Steve have the stage full time for that. So make sure again you're following at Browns Mock Draft, the show itself at Locked On Browns. Uh, always follow back account DMs are open as everybody knows. Me personally at Jeff underscore. LJ underscore Lloyd, the DMs are open over there as well. iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, five-star rating, written review. There's the Christmas gift you can all give to me. Thank you very much. doesn't cost you a dang dime. So I'm understanding that everybody, you know, may be going through some fiscal times. So easy, cheap Christmas gift for me. doesn't cost you a dime. Thanks, everybody, for that. We're going to continue to rock it out this week, get you the best content we can as we are here daily, as you all know, five, six times a week. Your host, Jeff Lloyd. Again, thanks, Stephen Thomas, for joining us. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.